Hi, I'm Ginny. And I'm Tim. And we are the Irreverence. Happy Pentecost. Happy Pentecosts. <laughs> okay. It's actually kind of considered the birthday of the church. And now yeah. all I can think of is cake. I'm totally mm. making cake. Because cake. A, few, a few weeks ago, I actually have no idea how many weeks ago it was. We didn't have any more sugar in the house. So I couldn't make whatever it was I said I was going to make. Probably cake. Uh, because I must have had cake on my mind. So I'm totally making a Pentecost cake, even though I've never done that. Cake was always on my mind. It is on my mind. And although we've been eating healthily, I just have cake on my mind. So I'm going to be making a Pentecost cake to wish the church a happy birthday and also just have cake in the house. Hmm. What are your plans for Pentecost, Tim? Church. Oh. You know, the birthday of the church. Thought yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'd go. Church. Not not go, but right. Know, do online. some church. No, yeah. I know it was like really appropriate to say do some church. We're going to do some church. Yeah. All right. Well, and it's a big day. It's the, the. I mean, there's a story we'll read in a minute. It's a big day. The church Huge. calendar is marked by it. Huge. I know. It's really it's really significant. So then begins the long green seasoned. I know, but seasoned, <laughs> but. Sounds good. I know. I know. Seasoned cake. Seasoned. Beef. Yeah. Well, because this episode does have fire in it, so it is more like a barbecue. Yeah, it's totally like a barbecue. Um, roast, roast them with tongues of flame. Yeah. So, okay. All right. As long as we're not talking about tongues, because like sometimes they have those in the grocery store, and it is that makes so, good tacos. Oh my god, no. Yes. Good no. Tacos. Oh my god. Lengua. Good. Oh, yeah. Come on down to the Southwest, Jenny. We'll give you some good uh, lengua, maybe some tripas. Oh, no. I know what those things are. <laughs> oh, no. Cabeza? Cabeza? No, 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 no. Okay. No. Okay. Right. I took enough Spanish in high school to know what you're saying. Mm. All right. Shall we just, shall we just begin with, <laughs> with the, the lesson rather, rather than rather the odd food stuff? Like the yucky... Cake and yeah. tripe tacos. Oh. Yeah. All right. God head cheese cake or something that would be disgusting <laughs> but you're the one that started the like disgusting oh don't put this on me things oh Mm-mm. okay i was all about cake all right there is no cake let's just be clear there is no cake in the scripture today there is potentially Maybe. barbecue there's not no even cake. banana nut bread which is kind of like cake but people no. like to pretend it's better yeah it's not it's not cake it's cake it's not okay, okay. This is from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 to 21. Oh, and BTW, Pentecost was a Jewish holiday, which is why it appears in the first line of what I'm about to read. So here I go. When the day of Pentecost had come, the disciples were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, divided tongues as of fire, appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear 
each of us in our own native language, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved." Woo! Fiery. Oh, it is smoky and misty and really loud. Very, very loud. Whooshing. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's a, a whooshing on it Whit is, Sunday. It is. Say, so what's Whit Sunday? That's what does that mean? White Sunday. I know, but why? Why? You wear, you wear white on Pentecost. Except in the United States, a lot of us wear red on Pentecost. Yeah, but like originally back in the day, it was a it was a white. Why? Oh, just because it's a feast. Oh, yeah. It was it was white. Um, so we totally ought to like splice in the sound of roaring wind in um, into this week's show. Okay. Yeah, I love this story. It is totally one of those special effects story where like you could totally picture the movie version. The dancing tongues of flame. Yeah, except. Except I think they're as of fire. Like, I don't think they were really fire. I think they well, moved like fire, but they were um, something else. I don't know. Like real tongues? No. but Having a tongue rest on you is gross. It would be gross. I know. Yeah. It would be, feel like sort of slimy. No, I think that it, I don't know. I mean, it must have looked like fire. But if it was fire, they would have said divided tongues of fire. Unless you know the Greek, and it does say divided well, tongues of let's fire. Let's take a look at what the Greek says here, hmm? shall we? Hmm? You say we, but you know I didn't take Greek. I took Hebrew. Glossa, tongues. Yeah, as like like fire. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not fire. Yeah. No, it's... But it could have also been the sort of fire, like the fire that Moses encountered with the burning bush, that it yeah, was that... fire, but it didn't consume. Didn't consume. Um, in fact, that, that's a really good analogy yeah because it implies god's presence so the holy spirit is god's presence is one of the trinity and it marks people who are called but it doesn't consume them uh so there we found a, an analogy um cool no like part it. what i love about this it calls them into a new ministry it does 
Yeah. Well, actually, it just calls them more deeply into the ministry they were in, yeah. but it spreads it more broadly. Mm-hmm. What I love about this, I love There's that lots it of, says... lots of different glossolalia to, to do in there. I love where they said, I hear what you did there, Egypt and the parts of Libya belong to, belonging to Cyrene, like not the other parts of Libya, for yeah, God's sake. not sakes. those other ones. Um, so... What I love about this is that rather than suddenly everybody speaking one language and the one language they spoke was Aramaic or whatever, God decided that God needed to express God's self most fully in the diversity of language. Right. And if if in fact the miracle had been that suddenly everybody could understand Aramaic, then I think the whole gospel would have become more frozen. So there there would have been only one, you know, sort of the people that spoke that language would have been the people to control the narrative. And instead here, it just gets unleashed. And I love it. And then we all lock it all down in Greek. And then for a long time, Latin, like Latin yeah. had nothing to do with any of this. I mean, but that's the that's the human way. We also locked it up in a cast an, of characters. It is an clergy. interesting undoing of the, the Tower of Babel story. It is. The scattering of languages there. Yeah. And it's not an undoing of it. No. It's kind of a unification in the scattering. Right. It's like restorative justice. It's it's making people whole. It's not changing who they mm, are. That's nice. It's, yeah. it's making them bringing them back again it's it's continuing the diversity and affirming it mm-hmm. it's partly why i just don't understand at all the idea that western people seem to have that western christians are somehow the only christians or the only pure christians or the whole idea of us being a chosen like i just don't understand sort of american exceptionalism <laughs> because this absolutely affirms that God speaks most fully in diversity. Even the notion of the Trinity says that. I mean, it's such a beautiful continuation of the theme that God expresses God's self in diversity. Community. Yeah. I mean, from the beginning in Genesis, when they say, let us make humankind in our image, male and female. Mm -hmm. um, That's not the royal we. Or the, right. It's a plural we. And the, just the diversity of all creation you know, it's just beautiful. It's so beautiful. You can't make this up. It's yeah. amazing. Then you have Peter, you know, rocking a big sermon. Oh, I know. Proof, proof texting from the apocalypse of Joel. I know. I love those language. Oh, my God. I love that. I love this. And you're right. It, just yeah. on the spot. Because he doesn't know this is going to happen. He knows. No. Jesus has told them that but, they're going to receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But clearly Peter studied the scripture before and knew this. And then right, was preaching from it, which brings us to your point last week that we need to study the scriptures. Yeah, be like Peter. Hashtag be like Peter. I mean, he begins it differently. I mean, the Joel itself says afterwards, God declares, "I will pour out." But and he says in these last days. Well, he also starts with the joke. The, no, it's not new wine because it's only nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we're not hammered. <laughs> it's too early to be hammered. <laughs> not until ten. Are you kidding? Yeah. Um, he clearly was not a member of my fraternity. Oh, my God. They have a word for this now. A day drink. Yeah. Did not realize. Like, forget even calling it a party. Let's just call it what it is. A day drink. And Peter says, this is not a day drink. I love this language about 
I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your sons and daughters and shall daughters. prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. It's so beautiful. And in our culture, we tend to just throw away old people. And here, no, you want to hear their dreams. Yes. And I, even upon my slaves, both men and women in those days, I will pour out my spirit on everybody. Yeah. It's... Everybody shall be a prophet. Everybody shall prophesy. Everybody will know the word of God. Well, and the idea, when you think of it, in a desert world of having spirit poured out on you, just that analogy, the idea of being drenched in God's love, in God's presence, cool water, is so, water. Yeah. so powerfully moving. Particularly... You know, being here in Phoenix right now, where it's like 108. Oh, my God, already? Yep. Oh, my God, whereas other parts of the country our have per, just had almost a foot of rain. We'll be 111 by Friday. It's going to be oh great. Oh, my God. Aren't you glad you're moving to Newport? Like, I am. idyllic weather. I am super glad for multiple reasons. Um. All right, so what should we say? This is considered the birthday of the church. Why? Because this is when the Holy Spirit indwelled it. So rather than, like, I became persuaded by your right. argument last week that Jesus had to go, Jesus had to leave so that we would do stuff. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise we were just always like, oh, Jesus, either you do it for me or we just follow him around listening. Why wasn't that? I mean, yeah, we didn't have the power yet. We didn't have the gift that we see here. Look at it from the Jewish standpoint, right? In terms of temples. The first temple, Solomon's temple, was indwelled by the Shekinah of God. Oh, 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 okay. Right, then so unless... The, the second temple was built and the right. Shekinah did not return because right. the true temple, Jesus Christ, being both of the world, human, flesh, and the word, is the living temple. Right, I got and it. so in some ways, the body of Christ had to be indwelt by the presence of God to be the temple on earth. So that those that 10-day gap is actually more like the Seca temple period before Jesus came. Yeah. It's the time when God is not dwelling, indwelling. Indwelling the church. Wow. That's nice. That makes some sense. So this uh, then... I didn't come up with it myself. No, I'm sure. <laughs> and, and I must have just not been paying attention in seminary or just didn't care or it didn't speak to me then. Mm-hmm. But I guess that makes some sense in that context but even without that sort of indwelling spirit idea until we get the power of the holy spirit we are just not gonna be very good at it as effective as we can be i mean and, it's not to say that they weren't doing any things right because they, right, they, they were did. preaching it says they, they're preaching and they also went through all the process of refilling the empty position left by Oh, right. What's his name? Judas Iscariot. They draw lots and they pick Matthias, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so his only real gift is that he just showed up. But I'm sure he was much better than that. it's, It's not that they didn't do anything. We all know our ability to sustain goodness, our ability to sustain love of neighbor is limited. And especially in these days when people thought Jesus left, they thought he was going to be coming right back. Mm -hmm. And as the story goes on in subsequent weeks, 
we hear about how some of the people who knew Jesus have died and things have changed a little bit and people are starting to get nervous because they, they're saying, we thought Jesus was coming back. So I can understand that you need the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in order to be able to have the courage and the grit to withstand and, the challenges that are coming. And the multivalent gifts that work together through one another to it, build the church. Well, including this gift right here, the ability to speak in the language... Yeah. Now, this is not the gift of tongues like the glossolalia. This is not glossolalia. This is this not is... that sort of yeah. speaking only in the language that God can understand. This is yeah. the ability to speak in the language of the people. Mm-hmm. I once preached a sermon about being able to speak lawyer and be able to speak baseball mom, which is related to soccer mom, but it's not exactly. And to be able to speak Harry Potter and all kinds of different languages I have that... <laughs> help you know i can i have a language of snark you know i have um, yes you do Jenny. i do yes you do i do a master but these languages help you connect with people and yeah. it's beautiful so i get it anything the else? word there in the greek is is glossy so it is it is tongues Ex- um, except but it's not it's not glossolalia the gift spells it out clearly that it was that the disciples were able to speak in other languages so that the people who spoke those other languages could understand them. And ultimately, even St. Paul takes the Corinthians to task on the whole glossolalia thing because they're all like, look at us, we can speak in tongues. Right. She come on a hunt, I see my nobotai. And St. Paul's like, it doesn't matter if nobody understands you. (laughs) You have to have somebody in the congregation who can interpret it or else it doesn't matter. It means nothing. Well, and also if you're doing it to pump yourself up, you got the wrong yep. idea here. So doesn't what make else? you a super Christian. What else should we say about it? Well, the following thing that we'll see is that people were so moved by the experience of it out in the crowd that 3,000 became Christians that day. So, Well, I imagine seeing something like that be a little would have been astounding. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then to hear it tied back by Peter, who has previously not been particularly bold or not such he's a not a speaker. talker. No. Yeah. Every time he speaks, he generally just opens his <laughs> mouth. Makes a fool of himself. Enough. Exactly. Yeah. To hear then, even if you didn't know that about Peter, but to hear somebody take the supernatural experience that you're seeing and tie it back to scriptures that you knew must have been just masterful, just mm-hmm. just overwhelming. So it and is. And this is also Peter saying that this is the time. Right. Like, this is it. What else are you waiting for? The fulfillment for? of the kingdom begins now. It actually began when Jesus said, this scripture is fulfilled in, in your presence and sat down. Yeah. Remind me, what was the uh, Jewish festival of Pentecost? It was a farming mm-hmm. festival first, of yeah. gratitude, the first fruits. First fruits. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's so why... 50 days after the Passover. So that's why there were so many people there. Yeah, so they're offering their first fruits. Which is a brilliant move on the part of the Holy Spirit to come in a way that yeah. was most effective when all right. those people are yeah. there. Because the last time that all of them were there was when Jesus was crucified. Exactly. And then they started hearing the rumors that he didn't He was back. Dead. Yeah. So. so, and then they hear this wild wind and they see this. I mean, that is... 
Yeah, and last the last the previous time there was like an earthquake and the sky got dark and everything right. too. So yeah, there's there's some signs that people would have been noticing. And then he's saying there are going to be more signs. I mean, it's a yeah. it's a very powerful a very powerful story. So should we move on to see what the gospel has to say about it? Let's see it. All right. This is uh, John's version of Pentecost, which is a lot different. John chapter twenty verses nineteen through twenty three. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And here ended the lesson. Yeah, it's a much less dramatic story. And it's got that awkward... <sighs> it's definitely not what we want to be doing no. at Corona Tide. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of aspirants in that. That's, that's gross. It's just also a little bit awkward. Yeah. This lets us explore just a wee bit, not to distract us too much, but why the different authors have different versions. The fact that... That miracle of the wind and the fire and the languages is not mentioned in John causes some people to say, well, then they all must not be true. Yeah. And one response to that is the fact that they're different. First of all, they come from different authors in different times. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they're different in some ways or is similar to the, the fact that the main witnesses to Jesus's resurrection are women. The fact that the story is not the story that you would have wanted to preserve if you were trying to make it up yeah. is actually a primary reason to say, wow, this, this really has some integrity here because it's not what you would have made up. Clearly, ask, ask, ask any cop how many different stories oh, they get from the witnesses on the scene of something. Well, this is what, I mean, you learn this in law school that, quote, eyewitness testimony is not at all reliable people right from the minute things happen people see things differently from their different perspectives and they don't realize they are and it's fascinating clearly this community john's gospel is the last of them written had their version of jesus mm-hmm. bestowing the holy spirit bestowing the holy spirit upon them and that they were changed after jesus had appeared to them after his resurrection and that they marked their changed moment, their feeling empowered and inspired, they marked it to this moment mm-hmm. and probably didn't have the tradition of having heard that story with the Phrygians and the Cretan, the people in <laughs> Libya on this side of the whatever that was. Um, nice. Yeah. So why this thing, though? Receive the Holy Spirit. It's not like from now on, you will be inspired to preach amazing sermons and people will, you know, listen to you and blah, blah, blah. the sins of any. They yeah, are why they that? The sins of any, they are retained. Why that? To the bestowal of priesthood. Okay. People that, the people that through their ritual action forgave the sins of the people were the priests. This essentially replaces, goes back to the whole temple thing again that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. This essentially Ooh, now see, I see you. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So it does the same thing just in a in a different way right it's establishing a different but, kind but of the priesthood. story the story is the same 
the receipt of the Holy Spirit is the beginning of the new temple, which is the church. Well, and it makes sense that either in this in the case where you had the supernatural wind and fire and languages, or in this one, clearly people marked these moments as transitional moments for themselves and their ministry. Totally. And that they could say when someone asked them, when did you feel different and whatever, they traced it back to this. They traced it back to receiving the Holy Spirit. Right. What is it going to take us, Tim? I mean, either just you or I, not not just you or I, or the church, but as a people. You know, we have big moments in the world. I remember thinking after 9-11 that we wouldn't have reality TV anymore because people would realize how foolish and what a waste of time and how, how degrading. How it is. Well, and how yeah. degrading to the human, you know, like Survivor which now looks so tame in comparison where people were eating bugs and things. And I just remember thinking it was it was meant to demean. And I just remember thinking we would have come to our senses. What does it take to wake us up from our self-interest and malaise or our, our lack of action? What is it going to take to set us on fire to preach the gospel in a way that's so compelling? that 3,000 people are, are converted or that's so compelling that the world changes. Mm. What is it going to take? I saw a wonderful video that I'll link to it on the show notes. This wonderful alleged bedtime story. Have you seen this? It's called um, The Great Realization and it's a British poet. Yeah, I've seen it. That is a... a it's a story written allegedly in the future, looking back on this time and calling it the great realization. It would be so beautiful. How do we participate in making this a time where we realize the ways in which we have existed with one another are just leading to a path of destruction? What is it going to take for us? And well, will we look on back? That, on that first day, at least in the, the Lucan Acts account, the disciples had a choice. Were they going to sit on it and keep it to themselves, or were they going to go out, put their necks on the line, and make pronouncements, and possibly, at the minimum, be ridiculed as they were? Look, they're all hammered. They're dressed, yeah. But they got out and they preached in the public square. And we have lost our prophetic voice, at least in our end of Christianity, in doing that. We, we are all more than happy to be polite and not push our views on anybody but the bottom line is when we do that we are not evangelizing we're not preaching the gospel and we are allowing the other voices the voices of power and the voices of that end of the house in christianity that we disagree with Mm -hmm. to be the voices that people equate to it so let's get out and preach the good story filled with well, the Holy Spirit. are we dreaming dreams and mm-hmm. seeing visions? I think, are, I think we are, but are we actually right. sharing them? You know, right. I have talked with enough people to know that people have visions and dreams and do nothing with them all too often. And I have too. Right. Yeah, me too, I'm sure. I know I have. Oh, so all right, my, let's... So, so yeah, that's my encouragement. Yeah. Like it's you? hard. Yeah. Let's do like you. I think it was my. I think it's my turn. And I will show portents in the heaven above, 
and signs on the earth below. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below. I do not mean, by the way, to hearken back to last week when we talked about how heaven is not above. I think this does not mean heaven is in God's kingdom. I think this just means sky. So what does this make you think of? I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below. Well, the difference between portents and signs. Mm. Um, so portents, signs are what stand out. You know, port- portents are miraculous phenomenon. Signs are acts that happen through either God or human agency. That point to something. Point to. Um, so mm. It's really the signs. The signs stand out and... There are signs in both directions right now that point to vastly different things. Oh, wow. So the signs that point to love, the signs that point to goodness, the signs that point to the value of every human being are the ones that I hope we're all paying attention to. Instead of the ones about division. Preaching about in the public sphere as opposed to allowing the preachers of that anti-gospel to have their way wow you wow i just thought about how god speaks through the earth itself Hmm. i just thought about how all of creation speaks for god i guess i had that in my mind in some way earlier when i said even the diversity of creation from fireflies to volcanoes represents the imagination and the diversity of god But I'm also now thinking about the ways in which this COVID contraction that we are in right now has cleared the skies above cities and cleared the waters. And, you know, I've I've seen this. It's, you know, we can all see it. The earth is breathing again, you know, that God speaks through the earth itself and that whether it's pollution or dirty waters or heated overheated seas or whatever that tell us God is speaking to us. You know, I just heard a report that this year's hurricane season is expected to be really terrible and it's all because of hot heated water. Moving and back to the East Coast just in time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but the earth speaks. God speaks to us through it. Mm-hmm. We just don't always interpret the signs or the portents. But God speaks to us through creation. And that somehow to me makes it feel like creation is really just an extension of God. And it's it just strikes me as really beautiful. And I had no idea when I picked that. I had sort of a nudge to pick that, but I had no idea that there would be anything really of much value in it. So thank you for that. What's your blessing? My blessing is for those who have heard but are afraid to speak, mm. that they be given the courage and the wisdom to get out and to know when it is appropriate and how it is appropriate to say what the Spirit is saying to God's people. What about you? So I think I want to go back to to the people who listened that morning, who were from some backwoods or backwater place with a dialect of a language that they thought nobody knew. From like Libya, you know, not all of the Libya, parts, just the not all, part. not all the parts yeah. of Libya, but the parts belonging to Cyrene, that they heard themselves affirmed mm. 
that. And today, I ache for people who feel invisible, who find themselves affirmed. Hmm. And I want to be somebody who does that, who finds a way to see you, hear you, love you, care for you, lift up your voice when you think no one's hearing. And so my blessing is for those who maybe are in the parts of Libya that don't belong to Cyrene, Hmm. that Jesus cared. The Holy Spirit chose to show herself in this way that says you are heard. It's not, there's not one language of the church. It's if you are not in it, it is not a full enough expression. So who's missing from the table? Yeah. Yeah. You you take my, you take my many, many words and condense them to just a phrase. But Uh, you're right. That Uh, came directly out of the Holy Spirit. Well, in this way, in its way. Yes. I mean, she's crafty that way, but it comes directly out of the sermon that the Bishop of Arizona preached at the diaconal ordination. Oh, Saturday. Oh, nice. I didn't. It's the work of the deacons to go and discover who's not at the table and to bring them in. Oh, that's lovely. You're valuable. You have a place at the table. You are allowed to speak. We want you to. And it's not full enough if you're not there. Yeah. And it's not full enough if you're not speaking. So please do it. All right, everybody. All right. Okay. I'm making cake. I don't know what flavor Pentecost cake cake is. It's probably red velvet. I actually have three super brown bananas out there. So you've inspired me to do banana bread. Okay. All right. Which is cake. I'm glad I could help you with that and i'm gonna make some sort of pentecost cake so i'll let you know how it goes all right it's gonna be like a king cake are you gonna put a little baby in it or i don't know fire in it i don't know a tiny dove i don't know (laughs) oh yet. never made a pentecost cake i'll let you know all right thanks for listening everybody if you like what you hear please rate us please tell your friends if you have any questions email us at tim at the irreverence.com that's tim at the irreverence.com and we'll see you next week thanks for listening okay Bye. bye Phrygia and Pamphylia.